0: is behind Women's Cricket Chat. That's Hannah, Georgie, Cassie Mahika and Alex. Coming up on today's podcast, we've got Ireland captain and Ireland all-rounder Gabby Lewis. We talked to Gabby about all things cricket and balancing along her studies as well as, you know, hitting that T20 century in La Manga last year in the qualifiers. And how despite playing really well in the qualifiers, not just herself, but Ireland as a whole, coming so close to qualifying last September to just narrowly missing out on a place due to Scotland and how they use that to fuel them to qualify.
1: Welcome back to Women's Cricket Chat. Today you have me, Georgie and Alex, and we are joined by Ireland women's cricket extraordinaire, international Gabby Lewis. Gabby, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to come on and and talk about a bit of cricket.
1: Yeah, just to dabble in a bit of cricket, but you've not been doing cricket today. So, what have you been up to today? That we've managed to find a slot on a on a on a sort of dreary Tuesday evening. But it's not just cricket you do. What have you been up to today? Um, so I actually
2: am studying in college at the moment so I'm studying radiography full-time alongside cricket which sometimes proves difficult but we've managed to fit in as of yet. so I was in the hospital today doing my placement um, from half eight this morning so that was fun so I'm just trying to kind of build up I have a 12-week block now and then try to get as much of that done this 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 side of Christmas and then we kind of go to Pakistan. So I'm going to have to make up that time next summer or whenever I get free time.
1: <laughs> I mean, it does sound hectic, but I guess lots of cricket is better than not enough cricket. Exactly, exactly. And like the last few years, especially with COVID, you'd
2: kind of bite your arm off to get this much cricket at the moment. So having it, it's very exciting. Um,
1: So we can't complain. I'm loving it. So, um, yeah, it's been great. So if we, I say why don't we start at the beginning so obviously like you I can't I like you're quite young you know you're quite young and that's great so you've been involved in cricket pretty much your whole life how did it all start out and like what helped you catch the bug um so I actually obviously cricket is quite small
2: in Ireland so a lot of us um it's definitely changing but a lot of us at the moment is like would come from cricket families uh which was kind of how most people started so that's actually how I started. My my dad played for Ireland and my granddad played cricket as well. So um that's kind of how I got into it. I was born and bred in the cricket club and played alongside my sister growing up as well. Um so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And I just loved it ever since. Like I, I tried to play as many sports as I could, you know, as as parents do, you throw you get thrown into loads of sports, but cricket was always my my favorite and my my one that I knew that I'd stick at.
0: And obviously coming from such a big cricket heavy family like you just mentioned did you ever feel a sense of pressure to pick cricket as your sport or did you just really love playing it? Yeah
2: no I I really love playing it and I don't think like my parents weren't pushy at all Um, it's just kind of where we grew up and I obviously like I just fell in love with it. My sister is who actually played she played in the 2016 World Cup uh, with me so she kind of took a little step back from the, the cricket island setup so I, like there's literally no pressure at all from my parents but yeah she still plays club and then yeah I just stuck at it I love it I love kind of doing well and and playing with my teammates so
1: and what are the opportunities like for young girls to play cricket in Ireland because obviously it's got much bigger so I'm hoping those are increasing but when you started what were they like around the country There was a kind of maybe one or two girls teams
2: in our club, but I I think they were kind of set up when we joined and I played mostly with the boys, which was obviously it was, I find it great, but obviously that shouldn't happen in a way. Um, But no, I loved it. I think, playing boys cricket like is it's only going to make you better and tougher um as well and it's kind of great when you do well against boys because they always used to hate when you'd you'd score runs or you'd hit them for a boundary they'd get a lot of slagging from their friends which was which was funny um but yeah that's kind of what and then we kind of set up a women's team in my club and then yeah we haven't really looked back we've we've now got two women's teams so it's definitely on the way up and I think they're definitely driving it into schools like primary schools cricket leinster and all over the country are trying to trying to pump that through schools to try to make it more of a mainstream sport um because it obviously is competing against gaelic and and um and hurling and camogie. so
0: and you mentioned earlier that this winter you'll be touring pakistan have you ever toured pakistan before and um are you excited because obviously on the men's side of things the england men's team have just toward Pakistan for the first time in about 17 years. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on on your preparations
2: yeah it's very exciting I think it's kind of like a couple of the girls are, are really excited because it's one that they've they've always wanted to do and I think to get the opportunity to tour there we're very lucky um and we are we're very excited like anytime you go to a new country you're always kind of excited to experience new things and yeah we're we've heard a lot of great things and and we are really excited as a squad so it'll be uh a, a, obviously it'll be hot over there as well so kind of continuing
1: on our, our heat prep that we were doing grab Abu Dhabi. And you mentioned you've been out in Abu Dhabi and it's been quite an exciting time recently for the Irish women's national team qualifying for the T20 World Cup and Pakistan actually in your group alongside England, India and West Indies. But what was it like to qualify for that and to know that you're going to be going to that World Cup? Oh, it was amazing. I, I think having
2: gone through the heartbreak of, of the last qualifiers and kind of never wanting to be enough, hopefully now, like never being in that position again, um, but i think that kind of really gave us that extra drive to to get over the line in this in this qualifiers and i think it made it kind of that extra special knowing what we missed out on um the last world cup um especially it being in australia but we were hugely delighted i think especially with all the all the close games that happened in that tournament like it was obviously in other countries, the standard's getting even better. Like Bodies are, are really investing in women's cricket, which is great, but it obviously means that there's more competition um, for us. So, look, it was great, absolutely brilliant to get over the line, especially when you know other, other countries are now investing in, the, in their structure as
0: well. So, yeah, we are absolutely delighted. And you mentioned there about the heartbreak of last September of the qualifiers. However, in the first match, I mean, we can talk about it because it was pretty spectacular. You managed to hit... A century, a match-winning century of 105. What was that like? Because we had Mary Warden on a while back, and she was just like, "Wow, it was so great." But we kind of want to hear the inside scoop from the batter herself.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was great. I think any time you score 100, it's always a great achievement. And I think, look, so we were just delighted to win the game. You kind of take, you look at it as a team perspective, um, also. But I think it was, it was really interesting playing in those qualifiers, seeing the likes of Germany and Italy, and and sorry, not Italy, France. Just Pardon me. And um, like seeing countries like starting up, I guess they don't have as much as we have. And I think it's really good to see them coming in and they're learning from us as much as, as we're learning from some of their players as well. So um, it's great to see new countries come into those, those qualifying tournaments. But yeah, obviously it was great to score, to score a century. Just like this.
1: And talk about that like investment into the women's game. 2022 was a really big year for the Irish women's national team with central contracts introduced for the first time how much did that mean to everyone involved in it and what does that mean going forward for you guys oh it means so much I think
2: we've it's something we've been pushing for for like ages and ages um I think you can only go so far without those like having them in and in place it's only so much you can train as like when you need to decide whether you it's either I need to quit and earn money you know what I mean or you kind of stick at it and not like you're literally not able to live without it so I think making that step now and it's great I think they've got it really well there's like whoever's in college you kind of have like a part-time one as well so I think it works for for everyone because unlike other countries I think We've got a lot of young girls, a lot of school girls as well. So, kind of making not—it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. It's going to be a, an adapting, and I think they did it really well. But yeah, it just means that like there was weird girls working like fourteen-hour days and our days off, or they're training, working from nine to five, coming to training. Like, it's just not—you just don't get the quality of training that that other countries would be getting. So, I think when it comes up to the competition, you're absolutely wrecked. But I think. Them coming in now, I think we're just we're just focusing. It means you can also focus on your recovery, your preparation. Um, and I just think the quality of training is is obviously a lot more as well.
1: But yeah, so it was it has made a massive difference. And you talk about lots of youngsters coming through. I mean, you're not exactly long in the tooth yourself. God, I sound middle-aged with phrases like that. But so <laughs> you made your um debut for the Irish team at 13, am I right? And then a T20 debut at 15. What was it like being 13 and making a debut like that that is like unfathomable to me that age maybe because I am getting old and I can almost see my own gray hairs these days but yeah. what was it like to be playing on an international stage like that at such a young age and um, do you, has that stood you in really good stead now to help out those youngsters as they come through?
2: Yeah, I think to be honest, I can't really recall a lot of it in my younger years. I'm so bad. my memory is awful, but it's obviously great to have that experience. But it does feel weird kind of when you're like in that kind of leadership role being so young as well. But I think it, I do have a lot of a lot of great people around my age as well. So like I'm not really the youngest, like there's obviously young Amy Hunter as well, who's who's like 16. So it's it is crazy to, to see the talent that we have coming through. Um, But yeah, I guess just trying to learning from how I balanced it, especially with school and college and kind of I'm not the only one in that boat. And I think, yeah, as much as I can teach the younger girls, um, I would obviously love to to share on anything, any tips or anything that I can give.
0: And just on your debuts for Ireland, I believe you made both of them against South Africa. So what's it like? First of all, making your debut and against opposition like Marzan cap Donny van Kirk and Lizelle Lee, who was playing at the time, that must be that must be quite daunting for someone so young.
2: Yeah, it was. I think, and I think we did play. I think it was when I was
0: maybe 14 or 15, we played a
2: series at home against Australia. And I remember being so like starstruck seeing like Perry and Lanning, walking down the stairs, like, and we, we actually played a game in my own club. And I just remember it being like such a whoa moment. Like, um, but no, it was great. And I think, especially getting to play the likes of them at home and in, in clubs that you play your club cricket, like week in, week out. Um, it does feel a bit surreal, but yeah, it was obviously great to play against those, those top opposi- opposition so young. Um,
1: And then actually, obviously, we met at Fairbreak earlier on this year. You were playing alongside and against some of the biggest names in the world in, you know, associate nation, but like full nations as well. What was that like for you, you know, representing Ireland in that competition, but then being alongside and against some of the biggest names around the world? And then some that we got to discover as it went along. What was that like for you in your game? It was great. I think like you kind of went
2: into the tournament not really having any expectations because obviously the first tournament um of that nature um and I think going into it like you just have to be open-minded and I think everyone that went we just like was open to just like sharing any any information or anything that we have any tips for each other no matter like how long you've been playing cricket or if you've bloody if you're fully contracted or whatever it is I think we're all there for the same reasons and it's kind of comes down to like how much how much passion you have for the sport which was great um and to see how many like all the countries coming together like people you didn't even like countries you didn't even know played cricket um so it was really like eye-opening tournament and it's really exciting and hopefully it'll it'll get even better year on year which is really exciting to see
1: and you had some great performances in that there was a player of the match performance as well and you're opening the batting alongside Elise Filani so what did it mean for you to be able to go out there and be like look this is what I can do on the global stage playing against players from 35 countries alongside the likes of Elise Filani but I'm still the player of the match it must have been quite nice to sort of stamp that on the tournament
2: yeah it was really enjoyable and I think it especially kind of makes you like go home and kind of want it more and want to be kind of at their level as well and um, I think that's definitely like it's kind of going there and seeing they're kind of obviously a level above me but like kind of drives you to be like I'm like you're actually not too far off and I think I'd say that's for for the majority of people that went there I think it's we're all obviously there for the same reasons but I think you're, all, you're also want it, wanting to be at their level as much as as much as anyone else. So, yeah, it was like coming back from it. I think it was really eye opening, and I really enjoyed it. And hopefully, hopefully, I can take part in it again next year.
0: I do love a little bit of a franchise tournament because obviously last year you came in as a sub in the hundred for Smithy Mandana. So you know what's it like to play in the hundred? Firstly, for Southern Brave, and did you get to? At all chat to your island counterpart, Paul Sterling? Um yeah, it was brilliant.
2: I think it was obviously a huge surprise receiving the call from Lottie. Um I literally couldn't speak. Um, but no, it was great. And I think the whole the whole team were so welcoming. Obviously, I came in quite late, but I got on so well and I obviously then played. few Vipers games after that was which was a great experience as well but yeah it's obviously given me that hunger to kind of want to want to go back year on year as well so yeah I guess just keep keep working hard and hopefully I can I can hopefully make it in again next year fingers crossed.
1: And you're obviously accustomed to wearing green anyway so maybe that helped what was it like then to come in for the Superchargers this year so you had to change franchise change color change who you were partnered who you were playing with and being coached by is it quite a difficult change or are you just like thriving on being in that to be honest I think I was just very
2: like fortunate to get an opportunity again um I obviously didn't do as well as I as as well as I'd hoped but to get that opportunity again I was really grateful but it was actually really funny playing against them as well um I didn't play but just seeing them like there it was really weird it was like what am I not meant to be on that team you know what I mean but no, it was a really cool. It's such a cool tournament, and I think even like being in playing in the game, like this year compared to last year, seeing the increase in, in crowds, it's just amazing. That was kind of something that I, like I was really like shocked by the increase in 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 the crowds, um, and it's great to see. It's only going to get better as well, which is which is really exciting.
1: Out there waving the flag for Ireland in these tournaments, do you think that there's going to be more opportunities for players from Ireland to come across and get involved in these because? There are some really good talent
2: coming through, isn't there? Yeah, one hundred percent. I really hope so. I think we are at a slight disadvantage compared to the likes of Netherlands and, and Scotland uh, being counted as international players, but I think we do have some really good talent coming through. And I think all you need is is one or two people to just take that step and give give one of us an opportunity. Um, I think it's it's obviously difficult going against the big the top nations, but once you take your opportunity, um, I think they'll realise that that there is some great talent in Ireland.
0: I wanted to ask obviously last season in the 100 you played under Charlotte Edwards who's a legend of the game and this season you played under Danny or were coached by Danny Hazel another legend of English cricket so I just wanted to know what it was like playing for both of them what differences and similarities do they have in their coaching
2: I think I was uh, I was kind of under Lottie a lot more. I think I didn't really get to fully see how how Dani Hazel like coaches or that because she was actually quite sick for the last game. But Lottie's such a relaxed person. I think she's she's so honest with you and like will tell you straight up like the good things and the bad things, which is something I really like as. Um, as a player, I like to, you know, tell me straight how it is. Um, but she's also up up for the good fun, which is also a great thing as a coach as well. So I love playing against her. She's always always there with a smile on her face and, and can always be serious at, at the times needed. So
0: And uh, did she give you any tips on your off spin? Because we know with Viper's captain George Adams, who was really proactive in trying to get her to Bournemouth. And it's worked out well for Gads because she took a whole heap of wickets. So I'm just curious to know if um, Lottie gave you that same nudge. I actually didn't because I was kind of focused on my batting. I kind of took a break from bowling
2: because it was causing me a bit of bit of issues. I kind of got got a bit yippies, but I'm hoping hoping this winter to to get it back on track. Um, and hopefully next season I'll be back bowling.
0: And
1: so you've had all these experiences at different franchises and you're quite a, a seasoned pro with Ireland now. And then you actually have captained Ireland as their youngest female captain. What was it like making that step up? And what's your kind of captaincy like? I think it was really exciting opportunity for me. I think especially captaining at home
2: was a great opportunity and I absolutely loved it. I think it really helped having Laura Delaney around the squad. I know she wasn't in the squad because it was at home she was around us 24 7 and I think having that knowledge to kind of bounce off and like also have Mary Walden on the pitch was was amazing I think having that experience and and just kind of reassurance I guess because like starting captain you kind of second guess yourself quite a bit but just having that extra backing on the pitch and off the pitch um they made my life a hell lot e- a hell lot easier um but yeah I love I loved it I love leading the team um and hopefully in the future I, I can get back to it.
0: And obviously you've you've played all these different formats, the 100s, T20s, one day. What's what's been your favourite format to play? And do you have hopes of playing test cricket one day? To be honest, when I was younger, I used to uh, way
2: prefer T20s because... I'd be on my feet for 50 overs I'd be like oh such an effort but now that I actually like have the ability to bat a bit longer I think I would prefer 50 overs um, and it's obviously more mentally challenging which I love as well kind of like te- like testing your skills over a longer a longer format Um, I would obviously love to, to play test cricket but at the moment we're just kind of trying to focus on playing as many T20 and ODI games as possible I think and um, that's our kind of priority at the moment.
1: And I'm guessing T20 is right on the top of that list at the moment because only a few months now until the T20 World Cup starts. So we're recording this on the 4th of October and it's just been announced. It starts on the 10th of February, am I right? Um, Yeah. So not long between now and then. What is the plan for all of you, you know, between now and then? Because you have the qualifiers. um, You made it to the final, lost to Bangladesh in that final. But going forward, what's next?
2: Um, so we obviously have a really important tour to Pakistan, and um, before that, which is kind of our our like aim at the moment because obviously world championship points and i think that they're games that we can really target to to come in as underdogs and kind of take those two series we play an odi series and a t20 series so it's really exciting and i think we we came up close in ireland in that tri-series so we're we're hoping to get one up in them when we when we go over there Um, but i think yeah that's our focus at the moment obviously we're hugely focused on the world cup as well but kind of one tour at a time i think it's it's easy to get ahead of yourself but i think just taking it one tour at a time will really um really help us and fingers crossed we can win those two series
1: and for you personally what are you working on at the moment is there a specific thing that you've got you know a certain shot or a certain attitude or what is it for you that you're working on most in your game right now I think it's just to tighten up my technique a bit
2: I think it's 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 kind of hard during the season to to fix kind of technical things. But I think now finishing the season, I kind of want to take these few months before the World Cup to just tighten up on my my technique even more. Um and yeah, that's kind of my main priority at the moment and kind of yeah, just continuing to try
0: hit it as straight as I can. Um that's going to be my priority over the next few months. And hopefully it comes off. And when you play franchise cricket, and you get to play with all the amazing players like Danny Wyatt and your Trub's soul the works i don't know why i'm just naming vipers, uh, vipers and southern brave players but we moved do you ever get to like pick their brains and do they ever give you advice on anything like technique wise or how to play the short or play conditions
2: yeah 100 i think that was the great thing about playing in those franchise leagues. and then the hundred like being able to play with them and kind of like picking their brains as well, they're always open to helping, helping whoever they can, which is great. And I think that's obviously the the huge benefit of fair break. It's kind of exposing other nations to that as well, which which is great, which is really exciting. And hopefully it can continue for the next few years.
1: And for young girls growing up in Ireland, seeing you as a role model, having come through the system there, and now the central contracts, and then something like qualifying for a World Cup, what does it mean for them and for the sport growing in your country? Because as much as I would love to have a go at hurling and Gaelic and all that, you must obviously be like, right, come on, you want to get involved in cricket. What does it mean to them to be able to see you and the team performing so well?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think that's the the huge, the like main thing of right. Let me rephrase. That's the, the one of the things that we obviously love. We love being role models, and I think if we can inspire one or two young young girls to to pick up a cricket bat, that's all we can ask for. And I think especially competing against those like the likes of hurling gaelic they're not professional they are amateur so kind of seeing that there is a career in cricket is hugely enticing as well and i think that's something that's um obviously only happened in the last few months but i think it's the only way forward um to kind of compete against those those sports so yeah i think it's it's uh, it's as much as we i as i hope that we can inspire as many young cricketers that we can
1: are there any transferable skills between the sports because i i can't say i've ever tried hurling but i'm wondering if there's anything you can Bring over from that into cricket?
2: I think so, but I think you hold the no, to be honest, I didn't play it when I was younger, but I think you hold the hurl the other way around with your hands. So like in batting, your le- your left hand's on the top, but in hurling your left hand's on the bottom, which I wouldn't be
1: able to do. <laughs> Get you in on the switch hit.
2: Yeah, I know. I surely I,
1: I wish I played when I was younger, because then I'd be able to switch it. I think you'd also have a hell of a lot of aggression. It seems very aggressive to me.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Don't have that in me.
1: And so if you hadn't gone into cricket or discovered cricket, um, I know you're studying radiography, but what else would you want to do? Um, I actually played a bit of hockey when I was younger.
2: I really enjoyed hockey in school um, and I kind of continued to do them both at the same level up until like I think I played Irish under 16s for hockey and um, but then it kind of came to a point where I had to choose and I always knew it was cricket but I kind of wanted to keep them up as much as I can and um, I loved playing hockey in school and I think it really gave you like break from cricket at the same time because obviously cricket you're playing with a lot of variety of ages but I think playing around your own age is hugely important as well so that kind of brought that aspect into it which I which I absolutely loved and also the fitness element of it there's obviously a lot of running and hockey matches so I kind of use that as my fitness as well which was
0: great and india men recently toured ireland you know ireland didn't do too bad they're a little bit unlucky in some of the games so it must be so nice to see large crowds for that Do you hope one day on the women's side you'll be able to play not only india but england who i believe are coming next summer and have these big crowds yeah of course I think they are getting bigger the crowds
2: in women's sport and I think it's only going to get bigger in the future as well so yeah that obviously is I actually was at those games and it was amazing to see how many fans how many fans turned out Um, especially in the rain I think the the first one was absolutely lacking, and the fans the fans hung around and stuck it out which was great to see and hopefully we can get those those kind of numbers for our games in the future.
1: And what does it mean to have players like that bigger? Of- support network in ireland because you know you've had your contracts you've been playing a while it's like right now finally notice us because i am thinking right i need to get to ireland i've never been maybe i need to come and watch so how can you encourage for families young kids boys girls anyone to come watch you guys play I think
2: just enticing that it's obviously a great sport to watch. I think there's as, as much as we can play and kind of, we have been like spreading it around the country. I think we played super series games um up North and up the Northwest, which obviously bringing a new crowd. We played the tri-series up the Northwest as well. And I think just kind of letting people know that it is out there, I think advertising it and, and as well as us just showcasing ourselves as well as well and being those role models, as you said, um, that's all we can kind of do. And, um, yeah just doing those little bits little bits along the way to to get people to notice the, the sport that we play
0: and you mentioned previously that you went to the India and Ireland series do you find it difficult sometimes to kind of switch off and just be a spectator or do you kind of think sometimes like oh I got they got to move the fielder to this place and then that because it's really difficult to switch off um no to be honest I don't I just love watching cricket and I think I
2: um I obviously go to a lot of the men's games because I'm I'm going out with one of the guys with one of the guys and I think uh you're kind of you kind of have to switch off like if I'd switch on the whole time I'd be driven mad um but no I am able to just sit and watch which which is a good skill to have
1: do you ever go in the nets together the two of you
2: absolutely not we try (laughs) we don't we obviously with both of us Tour. We don't really see each other as much as we'd like, so I think any home that we have together we try not to talk about cricket um as much as we can because it would actually take over our entire lives if we did that.
1: <laughs> He's just worried you'd do better than him, yeah? Exactly, exactly. Just jealous. <laughs> That's the problem. Basically we I mean, need to get you down to fixes, put you both in front of the bowling thing and then you can be like, yeah. right, first pint is on whoever does worse. Exactly, exactly. Dinner is on whoever does worse. <laughs> <laughs> not just the first pint, yeah. Think bigger, Dorothy. Come on.
0: I mean... Gabby you've got a T20 century I don't think he's got one so you're already like one up so there exactly, we go exactly and for cricket
1: as a whole how like in Ireland obviously you've got men's and women's how much do they interact and work with each other as a national team rather than two separate gendered national teams I think we do interact a lot and I think uh,
2: even training and, and gymming in the same place here always and we always have each other's back I think that's main thing as well with the the introduction of our players association they've been pushing really hard for for things and there's obviously men and women representation on that um which is great and i think especially in ireland like the the main training is based in dublin so we're kind of both based in the same area it doesn't really like there's a bit up in belfast but most of it's in dublin um which is you're obviously running into them like when you're training as well and i think there's obviously Lord Delaney's brothers on the men's team as well. So there is some connections there, um, which is great. And we always have each other's back and we always support each other, um, which is really good to have.
1: Just looking back on your career as a whole, what would you say in your cricket career has been the hardest thing you've had to deal with or overcome? Definitely when I went to Australia straight out of school, I think like
2: having the success that I did when I was younger, I think I never really went through like a real a real like drought of like, just like that real dip of form. And, and I think that's the first time I really like for that longer period and like kind of questioning your game as much as I did. I think going over there to play club cricket, I obviously really struggled to get runs when you don't have your teammates and you don't have your coach, which you have that even like your family, you don't have that support network around you. And that was really tough. But I think knowing that I've got through that as well as kind of I wouldn't be where I am today if, if I hadn't gone through that so I'm really lucky I did I think I also matured a lot as a person um my parents said that I come back came back a new a new person um but no it was a great experience and I think it's it's kind of changed the way I the way I play as well kind of like the more mental side of the game I think like routines and, and stuff like that are hugely important and that's kind of when I knew that I needed to needed to implement them
1: and how old were you at the time and whereabouts were you
2: so I was just just out of school. So I was I think I was just I I was 18 and then I turned 19 when I came just when I came back. So it was just before Covid um, and I was based in Melbourne. I played for a club called Paran, um, which I really
0: enjoyed. The club were amazing, but just didn't do as well as I hoped to do. How is it sort of travelling during Covid times? You know, like last season, obviously in the hundred. I don't know how strict it was for the Southern Brave, but for London Spirit very strict weren't allowed to even mix with the men's team so how difficult is it to to be in a COVID bubble because I think people really kind of underestimate COVID bubble life oh it was really difficult um and I think
2: it's more just the like that you don't have that like moments where you can switch off from cricket you're kind of like you can't get out of the hotel like you're constantly thinking about cricket and I think when you when then it comes or when things aren't going as well as you'd, you'd hope you're kind of like get me out of here you feel kind of like cabin fever um but kind of coming out from that I think we're obviously it makes you cherish every every tour that you go on and the places you go um, and being able to see the world so um there's a, there's also some positives
1: and what kept you staying in the bubbles and how do you switch off from cricket how do I switch off from cricket um you're allowed to say things like love island we won't judge absolutely love love
2: island anything on netflix that's the go um what else do i love i love british bake-off anytime that's on i'm a hook i'm hooked to that.
1: that's on in like an hour and a half
2: (laughs) i know it's on series link i'll be watching it i'll be watching it when i can um and yeah i guess coffee and kind of i love just spending time with
0: with my teammates as well i think i'm
2: i struggle to spend time in my own company so i always love being around people
0: are you one of those players who enjoy like going to coffee shops and like trialing out all the different coffees? Because we have had some, you know, that are coffee aficionados, but some who just don't care. So I'm curious to know your thoughts. I do
2: love going for a coffee. I wouldn't say I'm like a coffee fanatic, but I just enjoy like going for a coffee and kind of the social aspect of it as well. Um, yeah, I'd say I do love coffee. And there's, there's quite a lot of us on the team that love coffee. So it is a, it, it's a bit of an a thing.
1: Coffee or Guinness? Yeah, Daphne coffee. I actually don't really like Guinness at all. Maybe we'll cut that out in case they don't let you back into Ireland. Yeah,
0: <laughs> literally. The real question is though, so coffee or Bailey's or cof- or Bailey's in the coffee?
1: I think
2: just plain coffee. I think, yeah, no, I'm not really a, a Bailey fan either.
1: I went past the coffee shop this morning. It was nine o'clock and they were serving Bailey's lattes. And I was like, um, it's nine o'clock on a Tuesday morning.
2: Mm-hmm. who'd be drinking the baileys at nine o'clock
1: <laughs> yeah i didn't buy one coat i actually didn't but i was like oh <laughs> you kind of want to try it though <laughs> maybe not at nine in the morning i was like i just need straight mm-hmm. coffee right now but yeah 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 so obviously coming up you have got the pakistan series who are you looking most forward to playing against during that because they've got some really good names in there obviously some of them you saw at Fairbreak, and then others we might not have seen so much of
2: I think i'm really looking forward to playing england in that opening game i think we haven't played england in in a few years now um and i think i'm looking forward to seeing how we how we go up against them um and obviously I haven't played with and against some of the players in the hundred. um i think it'll be really exciting
0: i think you know ireland are in with a good chance because england is sort of going through that transition period like and they've they've been good but They've not been as consistent as they would like. So it's fair game. 100%.
2: and I think that's the beauty of a World Cup. You're kind of, especially for us, you're coming in as the the underdogs. You've absolutely nothing to lose. Um, So I think we can definitely turn over a few teams.
0: And I mean, if the 2011 World Cup is anything to go by when Ireland men beat England men, then, you know, anything is possible.
2: Exactly, exactly. I think you you go into every game trying to win it. And I think we're definitely confident that we we can hopefully turn over a few teams.
1: This is where I find it difficult because I'm an England fan, but I'm a Gabby Lewis fan. So then what do I do? <laughs> I a Win-win situation. So it's fine.
2: Exactly. It'll be a good game to watch. So fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it will be one of those that gets I'm hoping it gets a lot of attention because it deserves it. And um, it's the kind of mm-hmm. thing that, you know, obviously it's not exactly far for England and Ireland to play each other. So I would would you like to see more maybe bilateral series between the two?
2: definitely and i think it's obviously so close as you say um i think there should definitely be more more games between us um i think hopefully hopefully we'll turn them over in the world cup and then they they'll realize that they should play us more
0: to be fair we could get like a tri-series going between england ireland and scotland you know if if we can do that for like india australia england which i think is a little bit pointless other than it being a commonwealth tri-series and we can definitely do like a UK one. Exactly, exactly. I 100% agree.
1: So, I'm thinking it must be quite a big highlight for you to qualify for this World Cup. But aside from something like that, what would you say has been the highlight of your career so far because I mean, I'm saying so far because I like to think there's a hell of a lot still to come. But what's it been so far for you? There's one that was recent that I'd
2: say maybe it's just cuz it's in my mind because it's it was in the summer but receiving my 100th cap for Ireland was a great occasion um and having my mum presented to me was also so lovely um having her like come over from come over to Holland and presenting me with my cap was, was hugely special and I think it was it also meant obviously a lot to her to be able to travel um and yeah I think it was a it was a moment that I'll cherish forever
1: and you scored 92 in that game am I right
2: I think so yeah I think it was that game
1: yeah so I mean it was a pretty good way to celebrate too wasn't it
2: yeah exactly exactly exactly
0: not quite the hundred but we'll hopefully get there one day and then hopefully when Ireland are able to play tests because obviously Ireland does have test status then you can complete the set
2: yes fingers crossed that'll obviously be great one day one day fingers crossed
0: um and so you've still
1: got a lot of balance for you to do so obviously you've got cricket you've got training you've got life, you've got radiography how do you manage that
2: I think one thing that I'm very good at this planning and organizing and I think my communication is really good I think trying to to balance all this with college you kind of have to be really really planned and really organized with how like how you're going to plan your weeks and and when you're going to get the time done obviously with my placement that I have to do it's not like I can just get it signed off I have I have to do it so it's it's every area you miss every every day you miss you have to make up so kind of just being, being really planned, being like getting, getting in touch with my lecturers really, early, giving them loads of time. And yeah, I think just being as, as open as you can, like being honest, if you, if you do need a break, if you do need to step away for a few days, that's obviously hugely important as well. So I kind of just, yeah, I guess being as planned and, or, and as organized as, as I, as I can.
0: And how supportive have the lecturers been? Because obviously, you know, when it's university they are a little bit hesitant in terms of our like absences but yours is obviously for a good reason so i'm just curious to know like how supportive they are and like how willing they are to to work around your schedule
2: yeah no they've been absolutely brilliant um and i am on a on a sports scholarship which does help but yeah they've been every lecture that i've had i haven't had a problem at all um and through the scholarship you do get an academic mentor so if you do have any any difficulties they will help you along the way um which is huge of huge benefit but yeah touch what i haven't had any tr- troubles yet but um i am quite good at i'd like contacting the right people and to allow them sufficient time to to adjust as well
1: is there anything that crosses over between the two do
2: what do you mean sorry
1: like between your college work and cricket are there any kind of things that you can transfer into the other one
2: uh not really I guess just no like I obviously have to do anatomy and things so when I've got an injury I'm like oh this might be my this or this might be my that and then my physio is like nearly I'm like oh darn. um
1: (laughs) but yeah no there is a bit of that and I guess just know more about the body which is which is of benefit and have you ever had any really almost horrendous injuries that you've thought, how am I going to come back from this? No, touch wood, not as of yet.
2: Um, hopefully I won't have anything in my career, touch wood. Um, no, just a few niggles here, and um, there, which have been managed well. So, so I'm very lucky.
1: That's what we love to hear. Well, I think we like to sort of, I'm aware we don't want to keep you for hours because you have got places to be and people to see that aren't us <laughs> and my Moomin kitchen. Um so we like to always round off with um, just a few quick fire questions, a bit of fun questions. And we always like to go with, I like to think this would be different in Ireland, but what is your favourite item at a cricket tea?
2: Item, oh, it has to be scone and butter.
1: With butter, yeah, I rate that. Rather than jam and cream, butter. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, just butter, butter.
0: What's your favourite sledge, either that you've said or someone has said to you, or one that you've just heard?
1: Oh, gosh.
2: Um has to be when you're in, when I think when I was in Malvern under fifteenth and you hear kind of like more blocks than Legoland.
1: Yeah, I like that one. That's quite good. Um, It's like, I always go with swinging, swinging like a rusty gate is just such an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, no, they're just funny. (laughs) Mm, Yeah.
2: we're like a a send those bales to Wales. That that one always gives me a chuckle.
1: Yeah, that's fun. Um, (laughs) What would be your beverage of choice? We've been through coffee, but I'm guessing. Definitely a gin and tonic. Oh, I love, I love gin and tonic, yeah. A flavoured one or a normal one? Uh, it kind of depends. I
2: do love a normal one with, with my favourite is there's an Irish band called Gunpowder, which is my favourite, and there's another Irish band called Skellig. They're both my two absolute favourites. So yeah, just normal with a
0: bit of grapefruit. Good choice. Who's got the best fashion sense in the island dressing room? Oh, this is... I back myself.
2: Yeah, um, I'm a bit of a fashionista.
0: Who's got the worst?
2: Oh gosh, who's got the worst fashion set?
1: I'm going to have to say Mary Waldron. Um, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> telling you. Um, who's got the best and worst chat in the changing room? Oh gosh, best chat. Best chat has to be Kara Marie.
2: A worst chat. Oh god, I don't really know. Probably Ema Richardson Because she just gets very nervous Like through a game So she just like Won't speak
0: <laughs> Who's got the best And the worst music taste In the dressing room So like who's Who's like your go-to DJ And yeah. who's like, you're like Nah Not having okay. it Cara Marie definitely She's always in charge of the speaker
2: Mary Waldron has to be the worst Because all she plays Is Paul Kelly And we all hate We all just like Can't stand the music that she plays.
1: I actually don't know
0: who Paul Kelly is. Neither do I. Neither, neither do I, but I only know oh, because okay. Mary.
1: Yeah. Paul Kelly was the name of my career's advisor at school and he told me to be a school <laughs> bursar. So like he obviously had absolutely no idea because I can't do that. And I have no money. So being a school bursar would have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Favourite place you've ever played cricket? Oh, I'm going to say,
2: oh gosh, uh, I love playing in Thailand.
1: Yeah.
2: Favourite wicket you've taken? Well, I haven't taken
1: one in a while now, so I couldn't even remember. <laughs> I actually couldn't tell you. Like, I actually couldn't tell you. Okay, so if there was anyone you could hit for six in the world game, who would you like it to be? Ooh. Hit her or him straight back over their head for six. Mm. Probably some Ishmael. I'm Ishmael. <laughs> she'd be so grumpy. She'd be so grumpy at your
2: own no, pitch. And then later no. on she'd be like, oh, Gabby, you're so I funny. know. She'd like, literally on the pitch, she'd be like, gonna yeah. kill me. Like, <laughs> and
1: somewhere you would like to play.
2: Ooh, I'm really excited to play in South Africa in like Cape Town. I'm really excited. That's probably my number one.
1: Um, do you have like, a specific celebration you would do if you took a great wicket, you, you know, what would be your go-to celebration? Like oh. you a double fist pumper or are you just like a silent shusher or
2: yeah, probably just a fist pump I actually don't know. Hopefully, I'll be able to tell you next summer when I'm back bowling. Like...
1: like, guys, I took so many wickets. Did you see all my celebrations? You'd be like, oh no, sorry. Yeah, no. no. No, yeah. Did you see where I got Nat Siver out of the World Cup with my double fist bump backflip? And we're like, Yeah.
0: Um, nah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you did that that'd be making the rounds on Twitter
1: yeah, yeah. we have a dog on back there please and I'm claiming claiming creds I can't even speak anymore claiming creds. I don't think my back would be able to do that <laughs> oh yeah and then you're like now nah, I've got an injury great remember that injury yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one cricket dream what would your cricket dream be my cricket dream um cricket dream oh
2: I don't really I gosh that's really hard i think like short term i really want to i hopefully score uh odi century that's what i'd love to do fair enough and then you go for the the celebration yeah i know i've come close once or twice but i i haven't been able to get over the line. So fingers crossed soon.
1: uh last
2: netflix thing you binged oh what did i binge oh what was the one i started the jeffrey dammer one but i haven't finished it but that's one i'm watching now
0: yeah, I've heard that's quite intense. I was in like, you can't watch more than one episode a night because it's like.
2: Yeah, but also the timing of it, like I wouldn't be able to watch it just before I sleep because I wouldn't be able to sleep.
1: <laughs> I just binged the entirety of all seven seasons of Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
2: Oh, On
1: interesting. Amazon. Yeah, proper throwback vibes, but I like. Yeah, that. we back it. Yeah. Um. Last book you read?
2: I couldn't tell you. I don't read. I'm awful for reading. I do not read. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I okay. think maybe my last it was probably about five years ago. I read the Andre Agassi book. Open? What's it called? Open. The open?
0: Yeah. I think yeah, it's probably, probably the
2: last one I read.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: If you could give one piece of advice to your much younger self, what would it be? Just keep enjoying it and keep playing with a smile on your face.
0: Oh, I love Alex, <laughs> like
1: have got any more? Should we end with that? Because that's really nice. No, I think that's probably the best way to end. Yeah. Um and before we finish, Gabby, can you please let the followers know where they can find you on all the social media? I'm on Instagram is my main.
2: I'm, my handle is Gabby Lewis 66. That's my main and my Twitter is something I don't know. Probably Gabby Lewis or something. <laughs>
1: Not assuming that Gabby Lewis doesn't use Twitter very often.
2: Yeah, well, I do go on and I just wouldn't really know my username.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Gabby, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your evening. What's really depressing is it's actually already dark and it's not even 7 I know. And I just can't do I this. I, I have bad. spotted that you also have a hot water bottle.
2: Yes, I so, do. It's
1: seen on the podcast. <laughs> I actually am going to screenshot this because... Um, us in our hot water bottles. Alex, can you screenshot yes. this? Um, yeah, I had to go for the hot water bottle too. But thank you so much for joining us on this sort of dark Tuesday evening, but not dark looking into the future. You've got Pakistan series coming up. You've got World Cup in the not too distant future. It's such exciting times for you and for Ireland cricket. And obviously, you know, the, hopefully the idea of Returning to Fairbreak, which is just six months away again. So you'll get to see my lovely face. Lucky you. Um, It's been absolutely amazing chatting. Thank you so much for joining us on Women's Cricket Chat.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Massive thank you to Gabby for coming on and being a guest on the pod. Really interesting to hear her thoughts about Ireland touring Pakistan and whether or not they'll get to play a women's test match Hopefully they will, because it doesn't seem right if all the other test-playing nations get one and Ireland doesn't. But anyway, uh, really interesting to hear about how she balances a cricket career alongside her uni degree and doing radiology. Takes a village, they say, and for Gabby that's certainly true. And you know, fair play to her and to the rest of the Ireland cricket team helping Put cricket on the map in Ireland, and you know, hopefully, it'll inspire more and more girls—not just girls—more children, young people to pick up a bat and start playing cricket. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at w Chat on Instagram, at Women's Cricket Chat. And if you want to give us a like on Facebook, we are Women's Cricket Chat. If you'd like to give our personal Twitters a follow, then it's at Hannity1194, at GeorgieHeath27, at Cassie Coombs98, at Mehika and I'm at Alex Jane Ferrer. This has been Women's Cricket Chat. Tune in next time.